This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group, episode number 58. Getting close to that 60, Mark. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. If only we worked every week, we'd be in year number two, but I think <laughs> we're like true. year three or something. That's, that's true. We have had a few breaks and some illnesses and such along the way. That's true. <laughs> that's right. So this first portion of the podcast sponsored by our friends at Queenstown Bank, your community bank on the eastern shore with nine branches across four counties, conveniently located in or near your hometown. Stop in any Queenstown Bank location, call 410-827-8881 or visit queenstownbank.com and see how Queenstown Bank can work for you. Queenstown Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. So much to talk about today. Again? Uh, again, <laughs> but we're not going to go 90 minutes this time, all right? We're, we're going to keep it a little shorter. Okay. Uh, but some of the things we're going to cover today, we're going to talk with Isaiah Taylor, mm-hmm. the uh, when now former Y High football coach, mm-hmm. as he has stepped down. We'll talk to him about the reasons. Has a new job. And, and, and has a new job. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get uh, you know, talk to him about the reasonings behind it and, and where he's at mm-hmm. uh, and what he's going to be doing because he'll stay in football. Uh, we'll also uh, go over the schedules yeah. uh, that uh, they have for, uh, they've already released mm-hmm. uh, for the upcoming football season. Uh, and we're going to start off this morning with something that uh, I want to touch on that's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a little disconcerting to me uh, and others, but now it is also trickled down to the high schools. And this is strictly Dorchester County. Okay, mm. there are some people that just can't act right, mm. plain and simple. They just can't act right, and uh, so they have banned fans. Okay, at Cambridge South Dorchester High School, the, nobody's allowed to show up except for just the players. And that's that's playing, for the rest of the season. Yeah, and mm. they're playing games at four o'clock. Wow. North Dorchester, mm-hmm. they're giving athletes four tickets. Okay. Kind of like COVID. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or the year after COVID. Yeah. However, people between the ages of 12 and 20 cannot attend. Not hmm. allowed to attend. Hmm. Now, two reasons. One, because they can't act right. Yeah. All right? The other reason is for the safety of said players. Now, this all started uh, at an event that featured North Carolina at... Cambridge South Dorchester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need some context here. Yeah. yeah. So they had they had a, a, a girls and boys basketball game and a JV boys basketball game. They were all played. Mm-hmm. Well, evidently, when the boys game was over, the some players went and got out on a bus. But I don't know if there was some jawing going on during the game or what have you. But a group followed these players to the bus, and then somebody from the Cambridge fans. All right. That probably wasn't even a member of the school or, you know, was just there. Mm-hmm. Um, got on the bus and supposedly, hearsay, because I wasn't there, mm-hmm. allegedly mm-hmm. pushed by the bus driver, the mm-hmm. female bus driver, and was trying to get to said player. Now, one, you got to lock that person up, person up and charge them because it's assault if they pushed the bus driver. 
uncalled for. Two, why are you going on to another player's bus? And three, we have to start holding people accountable or this is going to be an issue all the way through. In in every sport, potentially. Yeah, but, but especially the ones that stand out. And we know what sports gets more attention, football, basketball. basketball. You know, the, those, those stand out, maybe lacrosse in some cases. Um, yeah, Mark, th- this is certainly an issue. And I, I, I knew about the issue there. I knew that after that, I think St. Michael's had said that their game, I believe, hosting Cambridge, that they weren't going to allow any fans in, or at least from the Cambridge community. I thought that might be short term. I didn't know that in terms of Dorchester County for Cambridge and North Dorchester, that this was for the rest of the season. But uh, again, the... <laughs> I don't know where to start on this. I guess there's a lot of different avenues I could go down. But you want to talk about ruining the player experience for these young men and women who put all the time in. Part of the experience is having fans and being able to play in front of fellow classmates and your parents, your family in general, to not have that or have that be limited because people have decided that they're going to take things way too far we, we just can't have that. And you're right. Accountability is, first and foremost, the most important thing here. Yeah. And so now it what that triggered was that when Cambridge South Dorchester goes to play, like when they came to play Easton, okay, uh, Easton said, you know what, four tickets, that's the way we're doing it. Just so maybe it for, was, for our players. Yeah, for everybody. Oh, for everybody. Yeah, okay. and, and it was like, you know, that's the way it's going to be. But this has trickled down now to the middle schools. So, for instance, Mesa's uh, Lane Middle School, uh, Principal Prosser put out an update, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically said that, you know, they are going to give four tickets allowed to each player, band member, dancers, and cheerleaders for them to go you know, to give to their parents, guardians, or adults. It goes on to say... Well, what about the away team? Are they shut out altogether? Yes. Unless, well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, unless they're, you know, giving them. But this is like, you know, the middle schools are playing middle schools. So, but even yeah, at the high school level, I'm, yeah. I'm, but does the away team get shut out altogether? Uh, that I am not sure of. I would imagine they're probably limiting But that. we at least know it's limited, though, which, again, is highly disappointing. Yeah, and they're saying that uh, uh, children 11 under may attend the game with the adult as they cannot stay home alone. There will be no teenagers or young adults ages 12 to 20 allowed in attendance at any of the final mm-hmm. home basketball games. Mm-hmm. We are supported in these measures directed by the Board of Education but support the idea of student-athletes and community safety. But you, you think about, at least at 18, Mark, in terms of, when well, even prior to that, what driving a car is 16, right? And 18 is the ability to vote. We're talking about young folks that are given some big responsibilities and privileges in, case of dri- in the case of driving, and yet we're at a point where we can't, have them in because we can't trust that they're going to behave the right way at a basketball game, for instance. Yeah. Wow. It's wow. It's it's sad, and it it stems from the the lack of accountability, and it starts at home. Have the conversation with your kids, mm-hmm. and when you go out, remember kids are watching you, so act like you got some sense. Yeah. Because I mean, we've been to games. I mean, we see that there's – I mean, we talked with Coach McCormick last week, and he talked about how 
Elkton fans were fighting amongst themselves in that playoff game. Right. Okay? Right. So we see it. We get it. I've been to basketball games. I understand the fans get a little carried away at times. Some schools think that their fans are... In fact, every school thinks their fans are on the absolute best behavior. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. There is always a couple of bad eggs that spoil it for everybody. Absolutely. Or people that are associated in some way, whether they're a family member or a friend of the family, or maybe they are a former graduate that comes back from time to time or whatever it may be. Absolutely. There's always at least a small percentage that, as we talk about, ruin it for the rest of them. Yeah, and we... We got to stop, folks. We- well, and and our law enforcement, Mark, as you know, in a lot of cases are playing from behind. They're understaffed in some cases, um, or they're minimally staffed as, as best they can be. They can't necessarily be at all places and all times with with these. I mean, they've got they've got priorities as well. And with all due respect, you know, having a number of county cops at a basketball, a high school basketball game may not be a top priority for that office if they've got other things going on. That's also an issue as well when you think about yeah, it. Absolutely. But it, it's got to stop. we got to do a better job as, as parents, as guardians, as adults, because these kids, whether it's middle school, whether it's high school, like you said and you brought up, your, your kids are playing without fans now. You I mean, know, what kind of experience is that? That's it's it's a glorified practice at that point. In in one sense, I mean, I know the games count, but it's a glorified practice, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it feels like yeah, it. Yeah. No. I I, I I can't imagine playing in front of no fans on on game day. I mean, that was a big part of the experience. I played in a number of you know Catholic league games for Calvert Hall on a Sunday where and you know the routine Mark you know freshmen play then JV then varsity and especially in that JV game if it's a big varsity game you got people coming early for that one so you're getting a big fan base for the second half of that JV game so you feel like you're playing you know in front of a varsity crowd and it's a big deal you know and 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 so to not have had that I can't imagine that and and to have been um you know, a manager and a, and a player and a coach and all that to not be in that experience. Uh, again, I can't I can't fathom playing in front of uh, no crowds or, or limited or an empty gym, whatever the case may be. And it's not just an Eastern Shore problem. This is no, a state of Maryland problem. Yeah. So much so. Well, we saw the City Poly uh, game between those two, right. and, and it wasn't even the players. It was some of the coaches after the game got into it, and both of those schools ended up not being in the playoffs, which hurt the kids when it's the parents who should have been the ones. Well, they were held responsible, but they ruined it for the kids. So much. Much so that the uh, the Maryland Public Secondary School Athletic Association put out a PSA. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out. What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Maryland. 
This message presented by the MPSSAA and the Maryland State Athletic Directors Association. So a great PSA there that is being played all across the state Mm -hmm. on uh, all the radio stations. And uh, I I think the message is, is spot on. You know, you go to sporting events and you hear the announcer read, you know, something before a game. Let the officials officiate, the coaches coach, the, the you know, the, the players, players play. play. Yeah. You know, and, and you be a fan. And it's okay to cheer on, you know, and it might. Listen, you're going, you want to boo a kid? Go ahead and boo a kid. I, that doesn't bother me. But when you start insulting said child, that's where you're crossing the line. But yeah. it's it's a good thing to be positive. Yeah, I'd like to know the association of the person that got on the bus yeah. and went after a North Carolina player, or right. at least allegedly. I'd like I'd like to know. Well, obviously, it some, wasn't another player. I can tell you that it was it was an it was somebody it was somebody that wasn't a player with the Cambridge South Dorchester. Understood. You know, some team. some association, even if a distant fan, if you will. Right. Right. Understood. Because something happened because they obviously went ahead and made those changes. Right. So something did happen, even though we say allegedly we weren't there. But something happened, and, and that description of it, I mean, I, I can't imagine as a player having somebody follow me onto the bus and try to come after me. You know, jawing or not, having happened, that's unacceptable. And look, there was a time when my dad played in the 60s and early 70s, we were at a time in this country where there was uh, a lot of strife back and forth, unfortunately, as we know, with race relations and such. And, you know, playing in Baltimore City against some of the teams, there were some issues at times after games. That that did happen. Um, that's a different scenario than what we're talking about here. This is just where people are emboldened, they're out of control, they think they have the right to do this, they don't care, they're not worried about repercussions, Um, it's a macho thing, whatever it may be, it's completely unacceptable, and it ruins it for the kids. It ruins it for the kids. So if you think that you're doing this on behalf of your school, you're ruining it for those players and, and for others. And on top of that, it creates another issue. It creates a financial issue because... You're paying admission to get into these games, and so, and, and basketball is one of those high gate revenue games to where you're getting in. Those funds help pay for your officials. Yeah. Those funds help pay for supplies for you to be able to you know practice uh, and play mm-hmm. basketballs. You know, yeah. Now you're limiting all that to your exactly. point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, let's straighten up and let's let's be better and let's do better. Plain and simple. Absolutely, Mark. And uh, hopefully we can do just that. Isaiah Taylor joining us next from Why High right here on Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. 2023 has arrived, and here at the Preston Autoplex, we're kicking it off with our pre-owned surplus sell-off. We have over 550 pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every budget. The bigger our surplus, the bigger your savings. And since right now we have one of the largest pre-owned inventories on the East Coast, that means cars cost less in Preston. Plus, with every vehicle purchased, you'll receive Preston for Life, a lifetime engine guarantee, as our investment in you. Shop great deals with vehicles starting under 20K, certified pre-owned, and also fuel-efficient options. Looking to get top dollar for your vehicle? Text Preston to 43386. That's P-R-E-S-T-O-N to 43386. We're open Monday through Friday from 8.30 until 8 p.m. and Saturdays from 8.30 till 6 p.m. 
and you can always shop online and we'll deliver at PrestonMotor.com. So don't miss our pre-owned surplus sell-off right here at the Preston Autoplex, located at the corners of Routes 318 and 331. And remember, cars cost less in Preston. It uh, is our pleasure to bring on Isaiah Taylor, formerly with Y High and their head football coach. Hey, coach! Coach, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad that you uh, joined us, Mike Bradley, alongside here. And uh, glad to have you with us. And uh, congratulations on what was a uh, a pretty darn good career at Y-High. Yes, sir. I I appreciate it, man. It was a special experience that I'll never forget, to be honest. All right. So you have stepped down and left Y-High. And we had talked to you before about the uh, uh, things that you've been dealing with in your life. Um, you had kidney issues, and that went into the decision to depart, right? Um, somewhat, yeah. You know, I think, you know, with my, my health care um, being more so in that D.C. Baltimore metropolitan it would be more convenient. It, I would say it wasn't the driving factor, but uh, it's something I thought about um, as just another, you know, benefit to add to the situation. So how hard was it to tell your kids? Because I know that you were absolutely loved by most there at Y High. Oh, man. Uh, man, it was it was very hard. I, I don't think I could have anticipated or prepared myself to get ready for how emotional that was going to be. Um, you know, I, I showed up, you know, cause I, you know, I went through the, the process and knew that I was going to take the new job. And I, I wanted before I let anybody know, I wanted to, you know, I felt it was, it would be uh, wrong for me to not have that conversation, that face to face interaction. So I actually did it like a couple of days after Christmas um, at Wahai and the, the parents and the kids and my coaches, they all showed up, which was great. And, um, you know, it was, it was tough, man. It was a lot of emotions. Uh, but, you know, I made sure that uh, I let the boys and the community know just how much I love them and how much they've meant to me over the years and um, how the relationship we built, just because I'm not physically present, um, doesn't mean that in spirit, or, you know, I'm, not, I'm only a phone call away. And we're talking with head coach Isaiah Taylor, formerly of Wicomico High School, now the new head coach at Mount Vernon High School in Alexandria, Virginia. Head coach, we'll talk about the, the new venture in just a second here, but, you know, you took the job prior to the 2019 season at Y High. You have been an assistant at J.M. Bennett. Uh, you've been an assistant at Salisbury University where you played your college ball. Uh, you played at Hereford in North Baltimore County. Um, coach, I know we've had several conversations with you about first coming in and I know this word gets used a lot about a culture change but for you it started there and you talked about really holding the kids accountable first and doing a lot of the things correct off the field as much as on the field but it was about you know accountability and culture change first before wins and losses wins and losses would come or excuse me wins would come and, and they and they did and even though it was a brief stint in four years you know you did see that play out uh in a positive trajectory oh absolutely the, the kids here at Waha are just so loyal and uh, i noticed that immediately you know a, a lot of people told me that you know i was crazy for taking a job that it was best and to, to be quite honest it was a mess i think everybody knows that um and 
You know, you you were seeing even from the outside in some of the issues that were going on and, and kids making poor decisions. Football was just a, you know, was only a small reflection of what was what was going on honestly in the school in terms of the culture. And, and football has the ability to sort of change the culture in the school. And, and man, thankfully the coaches that really believed in me and, and hopped on hopped on the the, the, the train, um, we were able to you know, take a radical approach and changing the culture. And, you know, we had to trim the fat our first year, even before our first year. You know, it was a challenge. There's a lot of work, you know, that I kind of dedicated my whole life um, into turning things around. And, and, and it was turning things around was honestly, Mike, not even focused or driven about the wins. I, I kind of figured that would happen, but it was more about, changing the expectation and changing the standard and, and the character of the kids. Well, and when you say trim the fat, I take it that means uh, removing players that weren't really there um, to better themselves and to also try to become better football players and win games and also, you know, win in the classroom that uh, it just wasn't enough a priority for them to be worth sticking around for. Oh, yeah, man. There were there was some resistance amongst kids who had been used to the old regime and you know, I sort of gave those kids an ultimatum, um, and that, and that's tough. You know, the in the culture we're in as, as coaches, and you you want to try to win, but you got to see the bigger picture. And and honestly, that first year, I would say we sacrificed. I'll never forget when we played North Carolina, and you know, I I talked to Coach McCormick all the time in pregame. He came up to me and you know said he was real proud of me for because he I don't somehow he found out that I set you know our best player uh, because of you know. Uh, behavior issue we had that week um you know but that that was something that meant a lot to the program i think that sacrifice paid dividends uh, in the future this portion of the podcast sponsored by the edge training academy where passion meets performance located in stevensville at 112 log canoe circle in the chesapeake bay business park they offer 24-hour gym access more information at the edge training academy.com or check out the edge 360 Dot net. So, Coach, um, you decided to step down, and you're moving to Northern Virginia. Now, I looked at the school, and we'll mention the school here momentarily, and for their final game last year, they beat my alma mater. <laughs> okay, just just saying. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, Mark's from Northern that. Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Northern Virginia. And, uh, wow. They beat them 45-35. All right? So, uh, Coach, can we go ahead and tell them, what, what school are you going to be coaching at? <laughs> yeah, I think Mike actually said earlier. But yeah, I did. Huh. High school uh, in Alexandria. It's a 6A school. Um, right off of the uh, Route One Highway. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, I, I didn't know you were from Northern Virginia. That's uh, you shouldn't have told me that. Now I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give you some crap. So you gotta <laughs> promise me that uh, you're not gonna beat Falls Church ever again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take it well, easy. It's funny. On... One of my one of my friends or college teammates actually coaches there. So wow. Oh, crazy. okay. All right. Well, good. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping. You know, my Friday night, you know, deal here makes it kind of difficult to get over to my uh, high school, but I'm going to try and make it next year. Um, and maybe maybe I can make it to uh, the contest where you're playing now. So if the schedule oh, works would, out. That would be something. Yeah. That's we'll, we'll get a check in from uh, Mount Vernon Falls Church uh, for 2023. <laughs> so you're taking over a program that went four and, si- four and six last year. 
Um, but it looks like you've got a good group of young players coming back. What do you know about that team? What kind of offense did they run? What kind of defense did they run? And and what kind of changes are you planning on implementing? Oh, man. I mean, to be honest, I can briefly just explain. So a friend contacted me um, about the, the job, and he said, hey, you know, are you interested in a transition, you know, maybe coming back on this side of the bridge? Um, and I told him, you know, I, I was I was happy where I was, um, but you know, he he really he said, you know, Isaiah, I think you need to look into it, and so I did. Um, you know, love the area, love what the school had to offer, facilities, the community seemed involved, and um, honestly, the dynamic of the players reminded me of some of the athletes we get at Waha and more. You know, it's a big military area, so I like that aspect of getting those type of kids. And um, you know, I did the interview and loved it, loved everything about it. It felt like home, and um. I felt like this was another place I could succeed and I would be supported. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was kind of a no brainer to be completely honest. I, I felt, you know, not to mention they, they had the, the same colors I've worn through high school and college. So <laughs> maroon. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That maroon, I can't get away from it, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good school. It's a, you know, the, the area in general, you know, this Mark, obviously, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure Mikey do that mm-hmm. Northern Virginia football, I would say is, they're a little bit ahead, not to talk bad about the state of Maryland, but they're a little bit ahead just in terms of how they prioritize athletics. Um, you know, they do different things in the off season, give you more freedom uh, to do some things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a young group, like you said, coming back, a ton of athletes, some kids that can run and um, quarterback kid who can, who can throw it. They ran a, a spread, no huddle offense. Um, defensively, it looked like they ran an odd front, which is what we ran at Waha and, um, you know, a lot of guys who are on staff work in the building, and you know, I'm trying to assemble the staff now as we speak. So it's a it's a good situation. I'm excited, real excited. Are you going to retain a lot of those? Or are you bringing some of your uh, your your official brothers from Y High over with you? Oh man, listen, that was uh that was the, the day that I got offered the position. I made three phone calls. You know, Coach Davis, Murdo. Um, Coach Ursum, I called all my boys. Coach Ursum is actually from there. He went to uh, Madison in Vienna. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I thought I, I thought I was going to be able to pull it off, but they've got some commitments. You know, Coach Davis just had a kid, and McMurdo just bought a house, and it was it was pretty difficult. But it, it maybe it'll happen in a, in a year or two from now. But um, I'm going to keep some of those guys, and I'm going to bring on some guys that I know from that area in the Baltimore area and they they've been real supportive and trying to help me get some of my guys in there but you know they got a freshman team a JV team and there's about over 100 some kids in the of the program well, and coach, you also mentioned six uh, A as well. So I mean, it, it goes to show you it's they've got one of the it's the largest. Yeah, they go up to six. They got a huge <laughs> classification. But I, I'm curious, coach. I mean, certainly though, it is a challenge in the sense that you went from Hereford to Salisbury, and then was at Bennett, and then went to Y High. So you've been ingrained in the Eastern Shore and the Bayside Conference for a while. So now this is a a new landscape for you that you'll have to obviously get adjusted to after years on the in the Bayside. Oh man, you hit it on the net, Mike. It's it's been a huge adjustment, you know. One learning that the the area and getting to know the other coaches and you know trying to familiarize myself with those guys. They all seem like good guys, and they they've all contacted me to welcome me. And 
um, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, a challenge as well in terms of the staff because I've been uh, sort of fortunate to have the luxury of coaching with guys that I've known yeah. for yep. years, even coaching at Salisbury. I coached with coaches that coached me even when I was at James and Bennett. You know, Coach Ursum was with me, and, you know, it, it's always been familiarity around me. So, you know, this is a new territory and trying to um, establish trust with a new group of guys. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be challenging, but, you know, I, I really think that the school has the resources and I'll have the support and, you know, a little bit more experience now to do some mm-hmm. things differently this time that maybe I didn't do so well at Waha. So I'm, I'm excited. Have you started? Are you working in the school as well? So I, I was actually uh, anticipating being able to finish uh, the school year at Waha and then the my athletic director and the, the principal, we, we talked again, and they said, hey, we just want to let you know you get some green days where you can practice, um, you know, during the off season. Um, Virginia actually let you practice with helmets in the off season, And so I thought about that, and I was like, man, June. And they start August 1st, and I was like, man, if I get there late June, I'm going to be there for only a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer the question, um, I'm more than likely will be – going out there within the next month um, or so all right so uh i i will you have a job within the school or it just pays so damn well you're going to be a uh, just a (laughs) full-time football coach (laughs) well listen it it, i will say that the the pay for coaches are are pretty good like assistant assistant coach stipends are like seven thousand dollars so what but, yeah, the coach, you got room on your staff? I'll, I'll run hey, your hey, JV hey, team. Hey, coach, you want to come on home, man? Yeah. Hey, I'll, come, I'll come coach your JV team, and I can still do games over here on Friday nights. Hey, hey, hey listen, we don't we don't got that 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 coach Coleman that from Decatur money, but we're a little bit closer now. You know, I, can, I, can compete, I can compete a little bit now, man. But uh, I'm telling you, so yeah, I'll be uh, teaching weight training. No more, no more tech ends. Okay. So, uh, Good yeah, for you. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back for a second to why high and what you've been able to do there again, 23 and 13 back-to-back playoff appearances and playoff wins, including a big win against Queen Anne's um, on the road. So Isaiah, obviously you'd like, just like we, we talked with coach McCormick last week, you'd like to leave the program in good hands. Obviously there's a process and your AD or your former AD will, will have a big say in that and the principal and such. Um, but do you believe that the assistants on the staff that they'll have a good shot if they're interested in becoming head coach and um do you think that they'll reach out to you to get any advice or or any thoughts about who the next head coach should be because obviously you'd like to see that program continue um to to pick up for where it left off uh, this past season and from what you the foundation you laid there oh yes sir so you know i have a good relationship with our principal dr blake and Obviously, uh, Stosh, Coach Stearman, you know, we have a – I mean, I was just with him about 30 minutes ago. We have a great relationship, and um, we've talked about it. And, um, you know, I'm a – you know, I don't – I don't. obviously it's probably the public information, but I guess we'll make it public now. I told him straight up that they should hire McMurdo, um, who was our defensive coordinator. Um, I mean, I think from his personality um, to his ability to build relationships and cultivate – the kids um, to play with a certain attitude and a certain demeanor um, and his professionalism, his knowledge of the game. I think he's a perfect candidate to 
to take over. And, you know, a lot of things that we did was from me and him sitting down in the same room and saying, hey, what do you think? Let's, let's do this. So I won't even, you know, say it was all me. McMurdo was, was there right by my side the whole time. So mm-hmm. I think it would make sense to, you know, if the program's in a good spot and they believe that it is, you know, why reach outside of who's here when you've got somebody who's committed, who works in the school. I mean, he just won teacher of the year. So hmm. he's definitely a, a, a favorite around here. So I, I think he'd be a great candidate. Absolutely. Talked with Isaiah Taylor. He's uh, departing Y High and now going to be a major with Mount Vernon High School, the Mount Vernon Majors. And uh, it, it is going to be different for you. And, and you've talked about that and how you're not going to have, uh, you know, the, the group that you're with, um, you know, that you've been so accustomed to. I, I've been looking for your schedule online and it's it's not listed there here in on the Eastern Shore and the Bayside, we know what the schedule is, but now it's oh, like yeah. <laughs> I can't even I can't find. But I'm thinking, you know, we need to figure out. Uh, you know, we have a scrimmage coming up. It uh, maybe we can add you. Um, you know, oh, <laughs> keep know? a little Eastern Shore tie there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what? so you know, I just I think that would be awesome. Oh man, that'd be great. I I, I talked to uh, Coach Sopanowski at Goodman. We were talking a couple of days ago and. You know about the same thing that the only issue with uh public schools in maryland makes it an issue is that we we start a week before you guys yeah. leave play the week before so the only option that gives us is our second scrimmage to be you guys first one um we're trying to come up with some things um it seems like you know my first one just because they'll be rolling at the same time as, like, private schools, so MIAA schools or WCAC schools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've scrimmaged some of those guys in the past. We actually play uh, Friendship Collegiate of D.C. week week three, so that, you know, that hey. won't be an easy task at all. I think they've no. got, like, the number one linebacker in the country. So Yeah, they, uh, they scrimmaged them last year. And uh, so, yeah, you're going to be playing, which is better than having to play Centerville, Coach, because – that was a uh, that was an ass whooping last year for the majors, <laughs> sixty three hey, to listen, seven. Listen, I, I, to say the least, man. I tell you what, we I've taken I've taken a couple of them, especially in the, the playoffs against so. But that one was 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 a little bit worse than than that whooping we took. So. <laughs> yeah, I got got my hand. We we don't play those guys, uh, but I, I honestly think Marcus. Within the potential in the school, um, I would I would call it a, a sleeping giant um, with the the talent they got in that building. It's almost like a wide situation without the bad um, discipline issues. I would say it's more of a football uh, culture issue, you know, more than a. And they had a couple good seasons, you know. I think yeah. the old coach he, he did a pretty good job. Um, yeah, Monty Fritter. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Well, I, Coach, I was just going to wrap up by saying I'm sure that uh, you and Coach Ward will put something together with the Hall at some point, even if it's a scrimmage with. <laughs> so, well, hey, well, look, you look. I was, I was like, I, I was going to say that before we got off, Mike. Is that uh, yeah? Me and, me and Josh are good friends, and he 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 texts me, and uh, I think we're going to try to make that happen. I, I'd like to make because you know they have a freshman team. We have yeah. a Freshman team, JV, and yep. so it would it would work out and. You know, my uh, he's, Josh is a great guy, so I, I would I would love to to do that with those guys. But it it would uh it'd be sweet to come back on the Eastern Shore, man. I, I tell you that to to scrimmage some of these guys, try to get my 
my payback on, on the show for that, for that whooping. For that whooping he gave me, man. I, I told him, I said, man, why you have to do us like that, man? <laughs> well, hey, if there's a team to lose to, Ken Island, you can't, you can't hold your head down for that for that matter. But, uh, Coach, I'll just I'll say this, wrap it up here real quick. First off, you know, when you leave the games on Friday nights, you know, make sure that you stream us. You could still keep in touch with what's happening in the Bayside. You could stream Overtime Live. You know, we start usually between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. You know that. So you could do that. Sure. You could call in and give us an update on how you're doing. And, and then finally, you know, we had you. The final power pole came out uh, in the last week, and why high finishing number three in that power pole? So congratulations on that. Yeah, and, and they start games. You you get to play games at a real time over there. You know, in Virginia, <laughs> they start games at seven o'clock. Yeah, they, so the way they used to here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yes, sir. No, I'm I'm excited about that. And man, thank you LS, being being ranked number three, uh, right behind two really good teams this season who made it to the. Final four, um, you know, it tells you a lot. The Bayside was so competitive this year. Mm-hmm. Huge shout out to all the teams that compete competed their butts off. I, I've seen the Bayside change so much just um, with teams and coaches making a greater commitment to off season training and getting kids recruited. And I mean, everything is just is improving around here so so well. And um, you you guys, man, I, if I could just say this, um, it's it is. It's been awesome. I was reflecting, just thinking about all the Friday nights, you know, sitting on the bus, putting my AirPods on so I can hear you guys. Or you know, <laughs> if it was if it was a home game, we would go to Specific Gravity after uh, you know win or loss, and you know I'd always step out to talk to you guys, and you guys have just done a fantastic job covering, and you know I've always um, shown me great love, and um, I would love to if you guys don't mind, you know, still check in. I'll be listening for sure, but. You know, check in every now and then and, and talk to you guys about how it's going. Door, you got the number. Doors yeah. open. Absolutely. Happy so to do it. Before we let you go, we got to get an update on your health. How How is your uh, your health with the kidneys and everything going? Yeah. Well, um, you know, currently things are really well just because of the approach I've taken of just, um, you know, being health conscious and eating the right things and working out and obviously being young. You know, my, my youth is on my side. So, you know, day to day it doesn't impact me in terms of being uh, you know symptomatic and and whatnot so that that's good you know I coached the whole season um this past year you know having to wake up at five o'clock and go to dialysis treatments and um do do those types of things you know going through a lot and so if I could get through that I think I'm, I'll be pretty unshakable moving forward but hopefully um you know sometime early this summer maybe June uh, we anticipate, you know, being able to get a transplant. Uh, we got some some people going through some screening, um, so you know, hopefully, I'll be able to find a kidney. If anybody is O blood type and you know wants to save a life, you know, let me know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good stuff. Well, listen, uh, uh, congratulations on a great career. Why high? You did great things. Uh, I know you didn't win the uh, the big one like you wanted to, but. Uh, now, now you get to go on and and coach at a school that, if you if you win a state championship in Virginia, that's doing something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's intense. You got 15 games, and you know there, there's there's I mean even some of the teams I guess who finished at the bottom of the conference or, or district, uh, they're still pretty good teams, man. Yeah. So it's every week you you gotta you gotta bring your lunch pail and you gotta be ready to go. 
Well, congratulations on your uh, on your new uh, job, and we'll be following and watching, and hopefully we can in the next year or two, maybe we can get a uh, a scrimmage or uh, yeah, heck for that matter, if my JV team ends up having a uh, opening because somebody didn't have a JV squad, then maybe that'll be something we can look at to uh, fill in the future. Oh man, that'd be fantastic! Well, just let me know; we'll we'll make it happen. Hey, listen, like I said, you know. We're a little bit closer to that Jake Coleman money, so you know we got to travel. <laughs> hey, we we got to travel. We'll we'll make it happen. Uh, nah, Jake, me, me, me and Jake, me and Jake are got got a good relationship now, so I, I got to give him a hard time for all the hard time he gives, he gives me. So, well, listen uh, again. Best of luck, and thanks for taking your time today. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch for sure. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Coach. <laughs> Isaiah Taylor with us. Uh, moving on to the Mount Vernon Majors, and uh, it is, it's a huge school. And uh, just off Route 1 in Alexandria, he said the uh, military area at Fort Belvoir is, is right there as right. well. Right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, he's got athletes. When I looked at that roster, I was like, wow, he got, he got some athletes and some sophomores that played for him and such. But he's going into a big-time program there. Um, and, uh, hey, I wish him the best of luck. It's going to be fun to watch that. Now that we know somebody over there, it'll be fun to watch that. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll give folks updates on that. Uh, happy to do that on Friday nights to check in to see the progress there. But a uh, great opportunity, and hope he, get a, he got a lot of great experience at Y High and build a foundation there, and now he's taking it to the next level in Northern Virginia. Talking schedules next. Timeout with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. And this portion of the Time Out with Short Sports podcast is brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health at Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric, education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. All right, so let's talk schedule here. Thanks again to uh, Isaiah Taylor for joining us uh, in his busy schedule. Uh, the schedule came out, the Bayside, we did an interview with Dan Harding, who is the head of the uh, athletic directors across the shore. And um, in talking with him, they had to play with the schedule a little bit. They wanted to fix some matchups, so to speak. Um, Kent County has always ended the season with a game against Parkside. Right. That's not happening anymore. Um, uh, Stephen Decatur has always ended the season with a game against Snow Hill. And that's part of rivalry week, which is usually that last week of the regular yeah. season. Yeah. That's not happening anymore. Mm -hmm. So now what's going to happen is uh, Decatur and Parkside are going to play mm -hmm. in that final week, which is good because I think, you know, if, if Parkside's up and Decatur's up, that could be like a playoff game. Much like it is for the War on the Shore, right? With Queen Anne and Ten Island, right? Two a two two a teams matching up with each other, and at minimum, you've got potential. Well, you would have, regardless, you'll have seating, you right. know, seating on the line or potential seating, I should say, on the line. 
So I, I, I think that's a good thing. The uh, Well, I think just in general, the and not that it's also always a given that a bigger school is going to beat a smaller school, but that said, um, I think limiting the amount of 1A versus 2A or 2A versus 1A, however you want to view it, matchups is important, Mark, because last year, Kent County finished, what, 3-7? and seven? Three of their losses were to 2A teams. Right. That's true. I mean, they, they yeah. went in with major disadvantages with all due respect to them in those games. I mean, is that a fair reflection of their actual team and all that playing against teams that, unfortunately, it's just there's big differences there. So what has transpired, uh, one thing they didn't fix was Ken Island is still going to play Colonel Richardson. You know, so that's still going to happen. I was hoping they could kind of get rid of that, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, but there's still going to be, I, I think, a, a more competitive season. And when you get down to that final week, which will be Friday, October uh, 27th, uh, Kent County and Snow Hill are going to play. Mm-hmm. Nandua and Washington will play. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have North Carolina against Colonel. Colonel almost beat North Carolina this year. They did. Um, Jay and Bennett and Y High. Park. That's a Salisbury City Championship game. Yep. yep. Parkside and Decatur. Mm-hmm. Ken Island and Queen Anne's. Rivalry and, game. And Cambridge Easton. Right. Another rivalry game. Right. Yeah. So, so that's that's a pretty good schedule. Well, I, I think the big caveat, and you can fill me in here because you had the interview with Harding, is we talked about the elephant in the room was Washington. Yeah. And the fact that they forfeited games this year and one game was a playoff game colonel's first playoff game at home where they got told hours before that the game was going to be forfeited by the jags we talked about the fact that this program has languished they've got very difficult obstacles to overcome in princess Anne for a number of different reasons that they really should not be playing a two a teams and you almost wonder should they play a jv schedule but again at minimum they should not be playing two a teams at all and this year, they do not. Now, their one non-conference game they have is against, well, they've got a few. You just mentioned Eastern Shore Virginia teams. One of the teams they play is Delmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that I would have scheduled that matchup against Dave Hearn and the Wildcats program as good as they are in all the history, but that's not a Bayside problem. But that's a good thing that no two-way matchups for the Jags. So when you look at the schedule this year, yeah, I'm excited for football is it august yet i mean because it is uh it's exciting i mean teams have finally gone on and they've listed their their scrimmages and when they're going to be held um you know for instance ken island we in their first scrimmage of the year is going to be against dover that's Um, yeah that's that's a good one easton has scheduled patapsco cape henlopen and crossland now, Cape Henlopen, I know that program because that's not too far from the radio station. I right. work at full-time. Um, their head coach played in the NFL, right? Uh, Mike Frederick, who, who played for the Ravens at one point, was on the Titans team that lost to the Rams in the Super Bowl. Um, he turned that program around uh, in short order this past season. That's a program on the rise, so that's going to be a good opponent to scrimmage against. I, Crossland has had some good teams over the years. I'm not as familiar with them, but I know of the school, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Cambridge will scrimmage Decatur. Um, and then on Saturday, all those games are on Friday night. Saturday, you have Kent County and Polytech. Um, the following Saturday, or Friday rather, Forest Park going to Decatur. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, that, right they've there. done that the last couple of years. Yeah. If memory serves, and they're from Western Baltimore City. Yeah, mm-hmm. can, can Island will have uh, Dover again, St. Francis Academy. Yeah, I wonder which team. It might and, be their B and team, Crofton probably. Coming yeah. over to Ken Island. Yeah, Crofton's a newer school in Anne Arundel County. Yeah, Rising Sun will scrimmage Colonel Easton will be at Southern. Um, okay, and, and then the season starts. You want to go? You want to go through the schedule? We can, and I was going to say because we finally have some non-conference but with the Washington being right. off of two A's, and I guess Kent County them limiting that as well, almost all together. That opens up at least one non-conference game. So week one yeah. um, in our overtime live Preston Ford game of the week <laughs> um, will be one that's uh, from. Northeast High School in Cecil County, but more on yep. that coming up. That was a logistics thing. Yeah. yeah. Ken Island and Parkside. Ken Island's at Parkside to open the season. Queen okay. Anne's at Decatur. That's going to be a good one. That's a huge, yeah, yeah. That's a huge matchup. Uh, yeah. North Carolina at Cambridge and mm-hmm. Colonel at Washington. Okay. Bow Manor at Kent County. And then Easton at Northeast High. That's going to be our overtime live game of the week because mm-hmm. um, we're actually playing the JV game just before that game. So JV game will be at I think three thirty, and then uh, and then once that game's over, then I'll run up to the booth and yeah. broadcast. That's that. That's going to be an interesting day for it. Yeah. It will be. So that is a logistics thing. So don't you know? It, it, don't send your complaints to Mark at ShoreSportsMD.com. Right. <laughs> That's just a logistics thing. I think that if we had our pick, to be fair. If you didn't have that game, we, pro- we would Decatur. do Queen Anne's Decatur. Yeah, sure. No doubt. Sure. And uh, um, also on the first, uh, J.M. Bennett's going to be playing at Polytech. Okay, out of Delaware. Out yeah. of Delaware. Yep. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. uh, week number That's two. That's a good matchup for them. Yeah. Yeah. Week number two, uh, a new head coach and a younger Y High team without Leatherberry, without Foreman, mm-hmm. um, is going to be going to Easton. Uh, you who is without Again. without Kevin O'Connor right. as well. Right. We'll see um, if Easton can you know get some payback from last year's loss, which right. that was a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Washington is going to be playing at Bennett, Parkside at North Carolina, Kent County at Arcadia, and Nandua at Snow Hill, Cambridge at Century, uh, Randallstown at Decatur, and Baltimore City College at Kent Island. And Chesapeake at Queen Anne's. So, yeah, so let me go back. So that's Chesapeake of Anne Arundel County, right, at Queen Anne's. Correct. That's a solid matchup there. And those teams probably met in years past when the Bayside played some Anne Arundel County teams more pro- you know, more prominently than they used to, or on a more regular basis, I should say. So interesting for that matchup there. Um, also, you mentioned uh, Ken Island and City. You know, City College. You know that that's right across from the old Memorial Stadium. They used to be in the old MSA, um, and uh, they went to the public school leagues. But I played City when I was at Calvert Hall. That's a good. That's a solid non-conference matchup from the Western Shore for Ken Island. There, that's a good matchup there. I mentioned Randallstown coming to Decatur. I know Decatur was trying to um, look at a couple of various teams, but that's a team from Northwest um, Baltimore County. There, they'll certainly have some athletes. Uh, the one matchup you did mention, so Washington playing Bennett. So that is Washington playing a 2A team, but that's a Bennett team and a big rebuild. So that's not like Washington playing Kent Island, right. for instance, there. There's one other game you mentioned that um, I think I missed on, maybe. We have Colonel Richardson at Woodbridge as well that hmm. week. Um, that's that's a tough matchup. That's a good non-conference match. Woodbridge is – they didn't – 
have a good year this past season, but that is a really good program. They've won several state titles in the last couple of years. In Cambridge at Century. Right. So that's a team out of Sykesville in Carroll County on the Western Shore, and that is a more winnable game than having played Milford the last couple of seasons. So our uh, our Preston Ford Game of the Week and the Kona Ice Tailgate Party mm-hmm. will be Chesapeake at Queen Anne's County High. Cool. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's so. good. And I like getting in that non-conference matchup in there for one of our games of the week as compared to a Bayside versus Bayside because those are most of the games we do. But first two weeks, we'll have some non-conference matchups. Absolutely. Uh, our first Thursday game of the year will be uh, Washington at Del Mar. That's in week three. Oof, that's yeah, a tough matchup for the Jacks. Uh, week number three, you'll have Colonel Richards's at Kent Island, Easton mm. at North Carolina, mm. Cambridge at Parkside, mm-hmm. Y High at Queen Anne's, and mm. J.M. Bennett at Decatur, Arcadia at Snow Hill, okay. Seaford at Kent County. Okay. Now that's that's a tough matchup, even though size wise they're somewhat similar. Seaford, they've gotten on a roll recently, so that'll be a that'll be a tough matchup for Kent County, but they'll be battle tested by playing the Blue Jays. And uh, I, I've selected tentatively uh Easton at North Carolina as that seems another right. as yeah. another tailgate party, Kona Ice tailgate yeah. party. And well and that's a rivalry for game for those two teams. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a great game. Uh the following week we week number four, you have Queen Anne's at JM Bennett. Mm-hmm. Easton at Kent Island, mm, yeah. Snow Hill at Decatur, North okay. Carolina at Y High, Cambridge at Colonel, Arcadia at Washington, Parkside at Kent County. And so Kent County didn't so, get rid of the Parkside. Yeah, so game. that, that just, just got reshot. Yeah, yeah, so and, and just in that same week, Stephen Decatur still plays Snow Hill. It's just not the last game of the year. So I guess they right. can't completely get around it. Um, but. You know, and see, the problem is, Mark, you know this in years past, Snow Hill had a solid program for years where they would play and beat Decatur at times. Right. You look at Cambridge, they also, and, and you know, just the last two years, I mean, that, but Cambridge has, has been the elite 1A program outside of the last two years when Colonels uh, defeated them. So Cambridge can play those 2A teams usually pretty well. Um, but yeah, when well, you see some of those matchups at Kent County or Washington here or there, and uh, or a Snow Hill right now, and, and so you look at that and say you'd rather not have those matchups against the two A's, and maybe that'll be further evaluated down the line. But yeah, so there's some reshuffling there. Yeah. Week number five, Decatur at Easton. That mm, is going yeah. to be our Preston Ford okay. game of the week. Yeah, so they have to uh, return return back to Easton. Yeah, yeah. and then Parkside at Bennett, Kent okay. Island at Y High. Kent mm. County at Cambridge, Colonel at Arcadia, mm-hmm. Washington at Snow Hill, and uh, yeah, that takes care of that week. Yeah, um, I feel like I missed one. Did Queen Anne's? Yeah, do they? I don't, yeah. I don't think we heard Queen Anne's in that. Oh, and Queen Anne's and North Carolina are playing on Saturday. That's oh, why. okay. There you on go. Uh, there's, a, there's, a yeah, there's a big matchup. Yeah, there's a big matchup. Yeah. And then uh, the next week, uh, October sixth. Decatur at Kent Island. Ooh. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Bennett at North Carolina. Easton at Parkside. Mm, Why okay. High at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Snow Hill at Colonel. Queen Anne's at Kent County. Okay. Um, and now we're getting down to the nitty gritty towards the end. October 13th. All right. What's that week? Uh, week seven. Queen Anne's at, North, at Easton. Queen Anne's yeah. at Easton. Bennett at Kent Island. Why High at Parkside. North Carolina at Decatur, mm. Colonel at Nandua, Cambridge at Snow Hill, 
Kent County at Washington. Okay. A lot of 1A matchups that yeah. week. Yeah. And then 1A uh, versus 1A that is. Then you then you move into week 8. Uh Thursday night game Kent County at Colonel Richardson. Okay. This is the teacher weekend. None mm-hmm. of the other schools have moved their games as of yet. Easton at Bennett, Kent Island at North Carolina, Parkside at Queen Anne's, uh Decatur at Y High, Northampton at Snow Hill, and Washington at Cambridge. And then, of course, week nine, it closes down. Watch, okay. So I, I missed what matchup here. The Cambridge Colonel matchup is in what we, I think it's early this year. It's compared, like week four, I think. Yeah, so yeah. compared to the last couple of years where right. that game was, what, second to last, it's e- it either came in week seven or eight in the last couple of seasons. Right. This year, that's a much earlier matchup, which in years past here has decided, the last two years has decided the Bayside 1A championship. But even after that game, Teams have some margin for error if, sure. if they lose that game. Yeah. All right. Final week, week nine. Yeah. Cambridge Rivalry at, week. Cambridge at Easton. Okay. Ken Island at Queen Anne's. There you go. Parkside at Decatur. Mm-hmm. Bennett at Y High. Mm-hmm. North Carolina at Colonel. Mm-hmm. Nandua at Washington. Snow Hill at Kent County. Okay. And those games will be October 27th. There's yeah. uh, your entire slate of. Uh, you know, the all nine weeks of the regular season. Yeah. So more non-conference matchups than by memory we've seen the last couple of years here. So that's yeah. great. We know that there's reclassification. So all the Bayside 2A teams are together and Bennett got bumped down to a 2A. Right. And all the 1A teams are together in the 1A East. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're good to go there, right? Yeah. So who's your number one to start the year next year? Now, I could tell you, but if I did that, wouldn't that give that away just a little yeah, bit? Yeah, it's still early. You'll have you'll change your mind 15 times after you talk well, to the coaches. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's well, I said that, that's not that's not happening again. Uh, look, I, I mean not to give not to give I, it away, but I think I think it's Queen Anne's Decatur, Ken Island. Well, here I would say likely Decatur really? is my preseason one. Although Ken Island has to be, I, I need to talk to Coach Soph a little bit more about the team that's coming back next season. <laughs> He's I'm, not going to talk to you about well, that. <laughs> sure, he will. You think so? Yeah, because oh, y'all are tight like that. Well, no, I, I just mean. Well, I'm not asking for detailed bios. Yeah, I'm right. just. A, I, I'm. I'm. So it's between Ken Island and Stephen Decatur okay. for, for preseason one next right. year. I just need to get a better understanding because Ken Island is losing some key players. Right. Casey Heath being one of them. Right. But that said. We know better, especially after what Ken Island just did with four returning starters about what they did. We know better than to count them out. I just want to know a little bit more about Ken Island, um, about their team. So it's it's likely to be between one of those two. Now, in the mix, you know, could I be convinced based on what I hear about maybe Queen Anne's being in those three? Yeah, I mean, possibly so. But I don't think Queen Anne's will be my number one next year, but they'll be up there. They were this past year. I think there's a lot of questions heading into this year. I, I really do. I mean, like Easton, who's going to be their quarterback? Right. They got they got to replace Kevin O'Connor, mm-hmm. Jordan Nixon, right. and also Chris Baynard, tall wide receiver. 
that those are the three people, those are the three key players on offense that they have yeah. to replace. I mean, I, I think there you're looking at and, and you're leaning on the offensive coaching staff led by head coach Matt Griffith and, and his OC and coach Pfeiffer, and you're looking at those guys. Yeah, that in, Fife, you got credit. <laughs> you're looking at those guys in good coaching and good development and some guys in the pipeline there, but you're right. That is a drop-off. And realize how much they relied on O'Connor in the run game. Let's forget right. about the pass game. They relied on O'Connor in the run game, but yeah, that's a big question mark there. Um, with, Three uh, candidates, with I think, you know, there, unless somebody comes in that I don't know about. You know, I, you got, uh, of course, Mike O'Connor, the yet another O'Connor in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Dustin Blue, you know, that uh, could be a quarterback because he did play quarterback. Uh, and also um, you've got Kyrie Acri, who was my quarterback at the end of the season. Um, that I, I think any way you look at it, they're, they're going to probably run a little bit more, you know, when you look at what they've got, mm-hmm. um, because you lose such a such a good arm in, in Kevin O'Connor. But they still, yeah, but they still yeah. have some, you know, wide they, receivers. Oh, yeah, I mean, they got, you know, don't want to um, let them They got out. Rob, they've got uh, Mooney, um, you know, and they're going to have some of those other young kids come up. They're going to be young again next year. Um, you know, yeah, they had a lot of seniors graduate, but Coach got some young guys in the mix this past yeah, year. And Marvin Foster is going to be a, a senior this year, so he's on back the D line. Yeah, that's D-line, huge. Yeah, you know, yeah. so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they plan out. Uh, why high? You know, what's you know why why high loses a lot. Oh, they lose um, some yeah. key players. Now, their offensive line, though, unless there's been a change, their offensive line, their entire line comes back because that was a brand-new line this past season. So that's big. You know they have athletes. So mm-hmm. at minimum, and again, it depends on the coaching staff and the philosophy too, but one would think at minimum they ought to have a pretty good run game next year. But, you know, Leatherberry and Foreman, those are huge losses. Yeah, absolutely. Then uh, yeah, you look at Queen Anne. Um, you know, I, I think Queen Anne will be, you know, should be pretty stout. Sure, they'll lose a little bit. Nate Ford, KJ Smothers. Well, that, well, and those are some big names yeah. there, though, too. Yeah. You know, and they'll yeah. lose a couple of those. Um, you, you wonder about Colonel Richardson. You wonder about Cambridge South Dorchester. I, I don't know? wonder about Colonels as much because they had a youngish team this year, and right. look what they did. Um, they built something there. I expect them to be solid. Yeah, I think this is a big year for Cambridge and Coach Pierre yeah. um, into year three. It is. And, and yeah. like I mentioned, I think Century getting on the schedule will help a little bit there. But Cambridge plays, I think, three 2A teams. So that'll be, that'll be a challenge for them, and you know they need to – get back on top or they want to get back on top of uh, of the 1a and, and can parkside finally get over that hump i mean you know it, it seems like brendan riley and his group they're they're there but they just can't get over the hump could this be the year where we see uh parkside take that next step well i i don't I might differ a little bit in the characterization where they had, what was it, seven years, I believe, of winning seasons, Mark. And they did get to the point where they got better in terms of their win total. They made the playoffs. They got a playoff win. Remember, they had that one loss to North Carolina where they – they nearly right. won that game on a Saturday. It was really right. cold. So they had they had made a lot of progress. COVID hit, didn't help them out. They have had two straight losing seasons, um, which, you know, you've been around long enough, that'll happen. Coach Riley is now the longest tenured coach there at one school in the Bayside Conference. So t- to that point about, I think it's about getting over the hump of getting back to where they were. Um, well, in terms of I mean. yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, because I mean he's proven himself. That program's proven himself oh, um, yeah. over the over the years. But yeah, they need to get back to you know at least a 500 record, and 
I would tend to think they I would tend to think they will. They've got a I think a bright future. But it's not easy. That two A East is a beast. It, it is. And and I don't know if he'd agree with me or not, but I, I kind of feel like they underachieved over the last couple of years. Um and and hopefully they can put it all together and and be back to a contender. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, no, fair enough. And and I guess the question is, may they benefit from some transition with Y High? Right. You know, may they benefit where they get that win now? Bennett's still in transition. So are you looking at maybe those are two wins there? Obviously, Decatur getting good over the last couple years, that's made it difficult where that was a win for them during that seven-year stretch. It's not a win anymore, at least not right now. We'll see, you know, going forward. Well, and you would hope... Hope that this next year will be uh, one that uh, uh, Jay and Bennett steps forward to. Yeah, and, and, and you heard good things that yeah. they, you know, despite the win loss record, that they that they're a better team. They look like a better team than they were the year before. So you're right because that, that that's a school they've got to be better. We're not yeah. saying they're going to be you know eight and one every year, but right. that's a school that's got to be more competitive for the overall health of the Bayside. Absolutely. Wow, man, we're talking about stuff that you know you have uh, in August. You know, August 9th is is the first day. Uh, The new rules allow football coaches to have practice for uh, about two weeks leading into the season with no helmets and such, but you can still practice. That has to be approved by your school board, though. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, no, I'm just throwing yeah. that caveat out there. Yeah. So I would like to think that school boards see the benefit oh, yeah. of that would pass oh, yeah. that. I know that's not going to be an issue for – most counties, there may be one. I don't know. You you might know better I, I, than me. I think we're good to go okay, on good. the Eastern Shore. Good. Okay. So that, I, that's, what I, yeah. that's, that's what I figured. But, yeah, going back, I think Ken Island and Steve Nicator are the two preseason number one candidates. I just want to learn a little bit more about Ken Island with with some of the losses and guys coming right. back. I have a better idea of Decatur. Um, but it all starts at quarterback, though, yeah. Mark. And yeah. right now, of the two – having not one but two quarterbacks for Decatur and with Tapley getting the experience he did last year. Right. I don't and I don't know. Will Tapley be the starter and Coleman go back full will they mix it? Who knows? But I'd say that's where I'd give them a little bit of the advantage there. Um otherwise, you know, Ken Island <laughs> speaks for itself. Here I am talking about August. We've still got the rest of basketball to go. The Bayside Championships coming up on February twenty yeah. first. They'll all be held at the Wicomico Civic Center once again. And uh, they'll both be played on the same night. Uh, right now, looking at the uh, Bayside North, Queen Anne's County has a uh, they're they're twelve and one overall, ten and zero in the uh, North Bayside. So they are they have a, a three game lead over Ken Island, who's seven and three. Uh, down south, Y High is ten and zero, Bennett eight and two. So it looks like it will be a rematch of last year's contest between. Queen Anne's and uh, Y High at the Wicomico Civic Center. Mm. If things play out, I mean, we still have some games to go um, as they work through the second half uh, of their season. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, death taxes and Butch Waller and Y High basketball, right? (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, As for the girls, uh, right now it's uh, Ken Island. Uh, They are nine and zero. They have uh, they beat Easton the one time they played. They'll have to face each other again. Uh, Easton had that was their only Bayside loss. They beat Queen Anne's. Where's Matt Griffith? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> down south, uh, Decatur is still unbeaten, and Parkside starting to come back on. They've only lost one game. They're nine and one overall, seven and one in the South. They will play uh, Decatur again, but uh, my thinking is it's probably going to be Ken Island and Stephen Decatur 
in the Bayside Championship game if things go chalk uh, like I suspect they will. It, it is funny, though. You go from football to these basketball matchups, and my, how things are different because right. of the numbers. Right. You know, I mean, early in the year, Snow Hill beat Stephen Decatur. Right. Now you put those two on the football field with all due respect, right. and – it's a, a large margin win for Stephen Care. It's just, it's amazing the dynamic, but, you know, completely different sports. Though. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it'll be fun to follow that. And, of course, we still got spring sports, too. You can follow along at shoresportsmd.com. Uh, Jack and Olivia uh, and Taylor as well as uh, we'll be adding a new person to our staff. Our intern, Georgia, will be joining us uh, later on today as well. And uh, they'll be uh, continuing to update you at shoresportsmd.com. We invite you to check that out as well. You have closing comments? Well, you didn't make any comments about the final power poll. I didn't. Oh, go ahead. Did you have any comments on well, it? No, I thought I thought. Did you d- agree? Disagree? I did. Believe it or not, I actually agreed. I uh-huh. thought. Run down. Run down your uh, thirteen real quick. Oh well, now now you got me on. Uh, now you got me on the hook. All right. Well, number one was Ken Island. I right. mean that that was that was easy. Right. Um, number two was Stephen Decatur. Number three was Why High. And again, we're, we're counting in what they did regular yeah, season and right. postseason, it's, it's, and also yeah. a little analysis of the team themselves, right. um, and, and just you know offense, defense, what they brought to the table. Right. So Wicomico was three. Obviously, that win over Queen Anne's in the playoffs was big for them. Mm-hmm. I had Easton at four and Queen Anne's at five, and, and I think and don't explain it. Let them go. Short Good point. Good point. Overtime live. Page. Good point. Excellent point. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, North Carolina six. Parkside was at seven. Colonel Richardson at 8, Cambridge 9, Kent County 10, Snow Hill 11, James and Bennett 12, and Washington 13. So you want to go to shoresportsmd.com, click on the Overtime Live link, and then you'll scroll down and you'll find Mike Bradley's final power poll for 2022. And he did a really good job, like he always does, a very thorough job in breaking down why he placed uh, each team in a particular spot. So I do encourage you to check that out. Also, I do want to uh, remind you that the Giving the Edge Foundation is doing an event on March 4th, uh, and uh, it's the Elegance with an Edge Gala. Uh, I have the uh, distinct honor of being able to emcee this event. Uh, It's going to be held at the Kent Island Resort. If you want to buy tickets, it is a huge fundraiser because the Giving the Edge Foundation does so much for kids across the shore. And uh, uh, tickets are 175 bucks. That includes a plated dinner, open bar, cocktail hours, silent live auctions, awards, and live music from uh, Jason Morton and the Chesapeake Suns. And uh, it is a great time. It will be a great time. And you can get tickets and get more information about the event at theedge360.net slash gala. Right. Uh, I I did have just a a few closing comments, keeping it quick. I don't think we mentioned this last time, but I could be wrong. Amir Coles from Queen Anne's, um, an offer from Frostburg State. And and he is signed. Okay. He is committed to uh, join K.J. Smothers at Frostburg. At Frostburg, which is D2, not D3. Also, I know Coach Waters talked about Duke and Towson stopped by. Towson's got a new head Mm -hmm. coach. uh, But Duke, we talked about their presence on the Eastern Shore. And they grabbed, what, three players between the Bayside and and the Henlopen um, from from this past year. So they've got those uh, those players coming as well. So their presence is there. Also, and this is not football-related, and, and Mark, you would know better than me, but there was a, a post concerning 
the Cambridge South Dorchester tennis program and yeah, from Jay, Sharif. Jay Aldridge yeah. passing away and they talked about him being a big part of the tennis program and the history and the titles that they had in in years past. Yeah, I mean he. he I, I didn't a, know Jay, but he I was just a saw this. Huge uh, impact on not only Cambridge South Dorchester tennis players, but I know that uh, Mike Parks, who was at he he used to coach at Cambridge, but he also coached. He was the uh, girls tennis coach in North Carolina. His two daughters played tennis, uh, and they were really good at it. Um, and uh, let's see, one daughter played at Randolph-Macon, and the other one uh, played tennis at Dickinson. And, uh, you know, that you know Jay helped coach those girls, and he was a huge impact on the tennis world locally, uh, especially for high school kids. So uh, he'll definitely be missed as well. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. I figured you, you'd know you know a lot better about him than, than I did. But I, I saw that post. I thought it was worth certainly. Uh, yeah. and, and Sean Sharif, who is now on the flagship station, 1057. Uh, no, not 105.7. 105.3. 105.3, the fan. Yeah, he's our, our uh, sister in, Odyssey station in, down yeah, in Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah, I'm 105.7. He is the. Uh, He's, you know, does the morning show down there, mm-hmm. which is ironic because, you know, he I, I went to, to, you know, Redskin games with him when he was on AM 1240 uh, out of Cambridge. And, uh, you know, now it's funny knowing down deep inside, I think he's still a Redskins fan, but he's doing, you know, the Dallas uh, morning show. So. Uh, you got to do what you got to do right. uh, when, when you're <laughs> the morning money. show host there. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, Yep. Yeah. By the way, Jake Mongelli, also uh, from Decatur, committing to Eastern University. Okay. So that's three so far for uh, Decatur. And, and stu- if you're a student athlete and you're looking at going to play at the next level, no matter what sport it is, it's important to make sure your grades are right. you got to have good grades. There's been a couple of athletes that had coaches come see them this week that uh, their grades weren't very good. And the coaches told them, you got to get these up if you want to be considered. So... You know, that's uh, it's important. Grades are so important. It's your student first, athlete second. Don't forget that. Yeah, Mark, 110 percent. But boy, busy, man. A lot of news. So uh, we we almost got the last week's title. We did. (laughs) Shoresportsmd.com. Feel free to share this. If you have a complaint, send them to Mike at (laughs) shoresportsmd.com. Please. I I was expecting (laughs) Coach Waters would send me a text or an email or something about where's the love for Queen Anne's. Come on, Coach. Where are you? (laughs) That's right. So thanks again. We appreciate you listening, and we hope to have you with us uh, next week. Hey, let's do it again next week. It'll be three weeks in a row. Yeah, that's what we're planning be, on. Yeah, well, that, we, we took a few weeks off for, yeah. for break, so they we owe it to uh, folks to, okay. to get the podcast uh, on a consistent basis. I don't yeah. know what the hell we're talking about next week, but we'll figure it oh, out. Oh, i got plenty of <laughs> yeah, ideas. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> the idea, Watch man. it. <laughs> All right. Time out with Shore Sports brought to you by the Preston Automotive Group. Make sure you stop by an optical galleria, too, because uh, you can get those hook sunglasses. And, Y'all be uh, there next uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. They yeah. are yeah. amazing. Check them out. Hook optical eisenart.net You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley presented by the Preston Automotive Group Look for another Time Out soon here on shoresportsmd.com